0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest And as a matter of fact It's time to get it off our chests cricket, 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 cricket,
0: Hello and welcome to the final round and the final county cricket natters of this season Today I have with me uh, Dan Whiting Hello Dan
1: Good morning Annie
0: Did you do any commentary this Round on?
1: No, I was purely there in a voyeuristic capacity.
0: (laughs) Okay. And I have with me again, Harry Ever, after his storming time last time. And uh, it's very good to have you with us again, Harry.
2: Yeah, delighted to be here as always. Great to end the season in a nice chat about it.
0: Yeah. And we're very, very delighted to have with us Dan Norcross, who had his club awards last night um hello Dan thank you for joining us
3: it's an absolute pleasure to be back and uh, it's a book end the season because I believe we were together at the start of this season to look ahead at what may or may not unfold and now we will be able to look back yes. and see what did unfold and test our expertise against actual facts
0: <laughs> you just want to get that in don't
3: you <laughs> well I'm just saying I'm just saying. That's all. <laughs>
0: Uh, And I will now pass you over to Dan, who's going to take us uh, through uh, the rounds of the final championship.
1: Yes, let's go up the M1, up to Headingley, where Gloucestershire uh, and Yorkshire had a relegation battle. Gloucestershire were already down. Yorkshire were in big, big trouble. Gloucestershire batted first. They got 190, and they were indebted to James Bracey's 71. Four wickets there for Matt Fisher. Yorkshire then responded almost with parity. They got 183. Zafir Gahar, named as Gloucestershire's player of the year last night, he got five for 40. Gloucestershire then batted again. They were indebted to Ollie Price's 68, which he really ground out. Jack Taylor's 67. And then Yorkshire were 119 for six. In massive trouble. Dominic Bess got them out of it with 79. They needed just 18 more runs before Steve Patterson, in his last game for Yorkshire, cut one to Chris Dent at point, leaving Gloucestershire winners. Harry Everett, Steve Patterson, what a superstar.
2: Yeah, I mean, it would have been a fitting, apt way to end it. We've seen Darren Stevens bow out in the final, then... Actually, be injured for last championship dem- demolition of Somerset Canterbury last week. But <laughs> Patson a bit gutted for him. But he's, he's been such a county stalwart. I mean, a duck off twenty seven <laughs> balls isn't really the way you want to go out. But but he'll be remembered for his wicket taking. When he'll be remembered for his bowling. That kind of attacking sort of hit the pads LBW type bowler. who's just you know like a Chris Rushworth we had on the pod last week. He's just he's a county stalwart. He's been a legend for the club and done so much for Yorkshire. After being captain for so many years as well. It, it's a big loss for Yorkshire. Yeah,
0: loyalty to the club
3: yeah. as well. Yeah. I saw him the week before at um, at the Oval, and there was talk about could he get to 500 wickets? I mean, he couldn't because Surrey only needed to bat once, so he didn't get <laughs> a great deal of opportunity. So I've got to throw that in as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he's been, he's never looked like playing for England, and as a result, he's a really handy player player for somebody to have you know he's a county stalwart uh, his mm. first name on a team sheet captain then was sort of stood down in strange circumstances it seems a little weird to me that they didn't give him another year because they're a club that could do with some mm. familiar faces who, who know what's going on and uh, I think his loss is going to be a massive blow for them but mm. I can tell you his batting has definitely weakened I remember when he was actually quite difficult to get out <laughs> and uh, at, at the Oval he was I mean, to say the eyes had gone, I think, would be fair. He's batting below Ben Code. So, you know, once you're batting below Ben Code, I think it, it, it's time to hang up the bat at any rate. He could probably he'd still bowl, but um, batting was not on. So it's a bit of unfair, really, to expect him to get Yorkshire over the line. But what a way to yeah. go. Cut. Yeah, you should be, so be cutting a ball. Not, not, not when you're nine down and there's somebody in at the other end. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, right. Dan, have you seen much of Zafir Gahar? No, very little, only on streaming. He looks exciting, doesn't he? I mean, what a brilliant signing. There have been some really good signings, actually, that um, the clubs have brought in that I don't think people saw coming, and he was definitely one of them. And he doesn't get the plaudits that say, Sean Massoud or Titeshwar Pajar or Dan Worrell has, has got genius signings, partly, I think, because, you know, Gloucester should have had such a wretched season, but he's been instrumental, hasn't he, in the you know, last two games. and. I'll give him a bit of a flip, it, going into next year, <laughs> albeit who knows what happens at the end of next year. So I dare say yeah. you discuss that to death. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: He's nearly got 500 runs and 50 wickets, which is, is the modern day double, isn't it? So uh, anyway, that result left. Well, let's say there's a lot of people in life who can't sweat. Sir Alistair Cook for one. Prince Andrew for another. But that one left Yorkshire sweating because they were praying that Warwickshire didn't win because otherwise they were going down. And at Edgbaston, Warwickshire, they started off with 272 for four. Then they declared. Rob Yates got 104, but they had to declare because there was a lot of rain around. So that left Kent safe. Hampshire responded with 311 underpinned by James Vince. It's 98. There was four wickets for Liam Norwell. I might come on to him in a minute. Warwickshire then, 177, Dominic Sibley, 77. And Hampshire then needing just five runs before Liam Norwell interjected. He ended up with nine for 62 to leave Warwickshire winners. And Yorkshire relegated. Dan Norcross, massive blow for Yorkshire.
3: Massive blow. And, you know, as you will well know, I'm half Surrey, half Yorkshire. My, my mother's side of the family from Yorkshire and um, I was delighted they went down because that's like the, the side of my family that's completely mental
2: <laughs> and uh,
3: no I'm not obviously <laughs> uh, look, it's, I, th- I think there is like a, a dreadful sadness when a, a, a club so steeped in history they are the most successful county championship side in history and when they go down it is like a horrendous shock but I'm not surprised because towards the back end of the season they have been wretched I mean I mentioned seeing them at Surrey last week. Surrey played well. They're you know, the best side of the division. But the Yorkshire absolutely capitulated. And I'm looking at particular players like Tom Kohler cadmore You know, there was a point in the game at the Oval when they were right in the match. And he just suddenly hurled himself at a ball from Tom Laws, got out, precipitated a collapse. Their tail is just not wagged at all. And it's so important, the runs you get after the fall of the fifth wicket, for 10 years out of 11 in the county championship, the sides that score most runs after the loss of the fifth wicket and won the damn thing. And Yorkshire never looked like doing that. They've been hampered, haven't they? They've been hampered by the loss of their England players, but they were always going to be, you know, loads of counties find themselves in that situation and they didn't have the backup for it. They've also been hampered by injuries. I mean, Matt Fisher coming into the side, picking up those four wickets was a hint of what they might have been able to do had he not had that, you know, his issues with injury. Um, but they look kind of rudderless, they they rely on you know occasional moments of fight back when people like Johnny Tattersall. They've got some interesting young players. Um, I'm really interested by Finley Bean because that is a name to conjure with. Name, but you isn't know, yeah. isn't it the mm. best? It's absolutely the best. But mm. frankly, you know, Warwickshire were the poor team overall. I felt over the season, but when it, when it came to it, Yorkshire just didn't have the fight and. I mean, it was a pretty miserable capitulation. When they went into that game at Surrey, we were talking to to Jonathan Deutsch, saying, look, there's no way you can go down. It would require all all the following things to happen. Well, they did. And and one of the things to happen had to be that Yorkshire would be utterly pitiful, not get enough batting bonus points for a start, not even be able to, you know, they're playing against, Gloucestershire, for God's sake, or rather Gloucestershire playing against Hampshire, for God's sake, they've, they've got to see that as a kind of as, as, a, as a Philip dig in, get get to three hundred, and they never looked like doing that. Um, not anything like enough of their players stepped up at any point in the season. I think they only won one, didn't they, by the end of it? Won one match out of fourteen. Gloucestershire finished bottom, one two, the last two. So, you know, I'm afraid it's kind of deserved, even if it is sad. And it will cause no doubt lots of people to wonder where Joe Root was. Because <laughs> you remember the, the furore over Adil Rashid not playing in the twenty sixteen county championship yeah. finale. And yes, uh, there was about know, lots,
0: wasn't
3: there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I I want to preface this by saying I have no idea, you know, whether Joe Root would have been allowed to play or not. He's contracted to England. Mm. So if they've told him he can't play, fair enough. Uh but Surrey had Pope and folks, didn't they? for the yeah, really broad, important game against the Annie,
1: you've got a, a view on the Joe Root situation. What, what's your well, no, no, view just, on
0: it? I was just interested to see, because there's a picture of him playing golf, obviously, and I was interested to see who he was with, which was Peterson, <laughs> uh, yeah, Morgan. and Not, o- uh, not Owen. Yes. No, not
3: Here's Owen. He is Morgan. Owen,
0: yeah. Here's Morgan <laughs> and uh, Michael Vaughan, which it kind of sums up uh, the... the the championship the people that aren't really in the into the championship or I don't know about Piers Morgan but um, Vaughan and Peterson certainly aren't so uh, it was yeah I was just interested to see who he was actually playing golfer and you know Yorkshire will be you know the Yorkshire fans will be rightly uh, uh, annoyed that he wasn't playing but like Dan Norcross says we don't we don't know the contractual things with England. But Broad Broad was up there apparently and he came down and played uh, for not. So
3: I think it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure if Root had been released hmm. and people at Yorkshire said, look, you know, we need you. It's one game. We could be going down. And going down this year is the worst year yeah, to go down. It, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean we don't know. We don't know if those recommendations are going to come into effect. <laughs> but if they're looming and you're going down, then that's the point when it's sort of all hands to the pump. But, yeah. you know, from what I know of Joe Root and, and being around him a fair bit, I'm pretty sure that he would have wanted to play. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if this is... he. Look, he plays two formats, don't forget. So Broad, mm. Pope and Folks yeah. all play one format. They play Test Match. Um, Root plays ODIs as well. And it was a pretty tough summer where lots of games were close yeah. together. So... Once they decide these things, and we saw it, haven't we? We've seen what the ECB have done during COVID. We had all those people sent home in you know,
2: mm-hmm.
3: two weeks. Um Mo- Nally, Ali, similar thing, you know, he had COVID, couldn't play, but he still had to sort of you know, you're now going home and they've just taken a load of wickets in India. So they've got quite doctrinaire ways of managing people's um you know, strength, conditioning, fitness and what have you. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna not point the finger at root.
0: No, no, absolutely, and and uh, the other, you know, we are all all necessarily the UCB, We, we don't like like we say. We don't know. It's like uh, Leach um, wasn't playing for Somerset because of his Crohn's disease, not for any other reason. And and people make they think they know what why he's not and get angry before before uh, you know. There's any uh, confirmation of these things. So, um,
1: Harry. Um, a week after the Strauss review for a reduction in the county championship, what an advert for four-day red ball cricket in this country! And Liam Norwell, superb.
2: Oh, absolutely phenomenal! I mean, we thought the Yorkshire game was close with Patton and Best getting them there, but then the next day, even more excitement. I must confess, I was on the golf course um, Thursday afternoon. <laughs> with all the Joe division Reed. one, well, not the, <laughs> all the division one games, bar that one, having finished on day three. I thought, oh, you know, fizzle out, nothing exciting. And so, yesterday, I had a day off yesterday. So, I went and watched the whole day's back. I'm actually only seven wickets down currently. So, I, I have read the punchline, but <laughs> <laughs> I watched the whole YouTube stream back and it's just phenomenal entertainment, you know, with Davies and Sibley having a go in the morning and then the bizarreness of Sam Hain coming out to bat when he was so unfit and so much pain. I mean, Danny Briggs can back. I still don't understand why on earth Danny Briggs didn't come out before Sam Hain on one leg when he literally i've never seen someone in so much pain after but one he blocked it to extra cover it's like he's been shot it's just as you say it's a perfect advert for county cricket and warwick have done very well to stay up having been the champions last year to then cling on last minute in the last session is the is a perfect script to stay up for from an excitement point of view yeah
0: it was really high drama it was, I, it was not going to be possible it just didn't feel possible and then suddenly it was and it was there
2: and it's yeah. Norwell
0: as
3: well. I mean, Nor- but, uh, Norwell's a, f- a fascinating character. I mean, he, he was apparently really distraught through the season because he felt he'd let this side down. He'd not been available. He's, you know, he'd taken his fitness to heart. And if he's not able to perform it, he's was feeling terribly guilty. And then what a way to come back. And the, I think the scenes of glee at that last wicket, they're among the, the, yeah. the most fun you'll see this season, hats flying in the air, People jumping up and down on top of each other. Just how much it means to Warwickshire to to be in the first division. How much it means to all these cricketers in the first division to stay in the first division. Because look, there's, it, it sounds patronising. It's not meant to. But if you are playing in one of those big clubs and the prospect of playing against Derbyshire, and Leicestershire, <laughs> and Sussex, <laughs> it's it's not it's not appealing. I'm afraid. You know, Worcestershire because they know full well that selectors. England selectors are watching on in the first division they're not really taking an enormous amount of notice of what happens in the in the second division unless it's like a 19-year-old like Rehan Ahmed who I'm sure will come to shortly but you know if you take an entire club an entire structure down into that division when it plays also plays at Edge Baston they just won it the year before there are a few clubs that have done that. have gone down. Lancashire did it, didn't they? Um, I think Yorkshire have won it and gone down. Middlesex have yes. won it and gone down. But
0: yeah.
2: three
3: teams. So. As we, as we've discussed, it's so it's so perilous to go down this year. So the relief was extraordinary. And I mean, I didn't really believe it was going to happen. So I was doing doing my expenses, and it was <laughs> sort of bubbling on the background. And I actually missed the moment because once I knew they needed five runs with three weeks in hand or whatever it was, was it six yeah. runs with three weeks in hand? I'd kind of given up on it, gone into the other room to try and find the very, very awkward receipts that um, uh, strewn all over the room I'm currently in. And um, once I found them, came back in, just go, the fucking match was over. Sorry. Yeah, it was uh, so of, I missed the um,
1: moment.
0: <laughs> it was shades of the 2005 Ashes, wasn't it? It was that, it was that unlikely they were going to win. Oh,
1: completely, yeah. yeah. Well, talking of money, there were 145,000 reasons... Why Lancashire wanted to finish second, because that is the difference in prize money between second and third. And up at Old Trafford, they had the champions, Surrey. And now, before the start of the season, Dan Norcross came on and predicted Surrey, and we poo-pooed him somewhat. But uh, Lancashire got 512, Keaton Jennings again, 199. George Balderson, fresh off his hat-trick, got 97. Five wickets there for Dan Moriarty. Surrey two oh nine. They followed on one seven three. Only Rory Burns put up any resistance with sixty one. Five wickets there for Tom Hartley, left on spinner. I like him. Uh, leaving Lancashire, easy winners. And it reminds me of an anecdote in Mick Quinn's autobiography when he was at Coventry, and it was in the days before that they all finished at the same time on the last day of the season. And Coventry still had four games left to play. One of them was against Everton, who were champions. I think Coventry beat them three or four-nil. He said you could smell the booze on the Everton players' breath. Dan Norcross, bit of a, a hangover for Surrey, do you think?
3: Oh yes. I mean it's actually followed exactly the same script as when they won the title the last time in 2018. They were unbeaten going into the last game. It was at the Oval. It was actually one of the best games of the season. It was absolute thriller that Essex squeaked over the line with. And Nobody minded because sorry, we're going to be given the the title at the Oval. Uh, but actually, it it does it is annoying because they could have been unbeaten, they could have been invincible, and they and they should have been. Uh, but you know, they played Dan Moriarty, didn't they? At last, they actually picked a front line spinner in their last game. He picked up five for, uh on a pitch that did was was helpful to the spinners. It was a good toss to win as well. A couple of things on that match, so I I love that Sky. Does a county championship match? <laughs> but yeah. why were they there?
0: Just for I the mean, awards, wasn't it? It was just. Well, it was just for well, it was, the just, for the, it
3: was yeah. just for the awards. But when we when we were at the Overland Surrey one the week before, and Adam Collins was was doing that game, we were sort of speculating where will they go? I said, it's <laughs> probably got to be Baston, hasn't it? Because you know Warwickshire have got to win so somebody's got an incentive can you imagine if Norwell's well (laughs) if Norwell's nine for if that match had taken place on on Sky I mean no disrespect to the live stream did a great job but you know to have had all bells and whistles there would have been great but um just quickly on Surrey's season you know the reasons why I tipped them were um partly blind faith but actually really because they had Rory Burns back and Burns has been absent in 2019 2021 20, when he was playing for England and having an opening bat at the top of the order who's not going to play for England who is your captain for the entire season was terrific um, Kemar Roach is that rarity among West Indian overseas players in that he's not that fussed by the Caribbean Premier League so you get him at both ends of the season mm. um, they got Pope and Folks. the other reason for tipping them was that with seven county championship matches played in April and May, if you've got England players that don't play white ball and aren't out in the Indian Premier League, then you get massive use of And they were huge. Surrey's batting was really what got them over the line because, you know, there were better bowling, or I should say more effective bowling attacks in the county championship. Hampshire's bowlers took more wickets at a lower average. Yeah. But Surrey had a, a, a stock of players to pick from. They used 22 players. And the signing of Dan Worrell was probably one of the most inspirational of the whole season because he counted not as an overseas because of his British passport. And he's fantastic fine for sorry because he'll now play. He wants to qualify for England. He'll now play for the next three seasons. It's like getting an overseas who's not an overseas plugged into your side who can, if he's fit, play 14 championship matches, which, and that mean, that's absolute genius. I mean, a couple of words also for... People like Tom Laws and Jordan Clark who balance the side. We talking earlier about needing runs off the full of fifth wicket. Well, emblematic of that was a match at Beckenham when they broke the world record for the most number of runs mm. by a side without there. getting a century. Mm. Yep, mm. absolutely horrible yeah. flat deck. Mm. But nobody got a hundred and they scored six hundred and seventy-two. I think it was. Mm. Um, and the reason why that's interesting is because they bat all the way down. Jamie Overton, who um, Jamie Somerset so good, graciously gave down us, down, yeah. yeah mm. He was a really important player. Mm. And there were just so many of them. Will Jacks at the first part of the season, they suffered more from England call-ups than any other side because they were getting called up both in the test arena and then different mob in the one day. So they're playing a different side every time. And to come through and win it is, Mm. you know, testament really to the coaching setup and the the genius of some of those signings. But um, it was was a bit squeaky. I thought Hampshire were going to do it. Mm. Yeah, I thought Hampshire were going to win it though. Um it was it was them against Kent, absolutely fluffing their lines against Kent. That was, was
1: bizarre. mind
3: boggling. Mm. Yeah. Why do they Harry, why do they make a pitch like that?
1: Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Harry, just quickly, a couple of young spinners there coming through. And yeah. see the four day game um, you know, creating sort of young spinners coming through in the game. Uh Dan Moriarty and Tom Hartley both got a Fifer. Good to see, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm glad you come to me on this. I, I don't understand what, what's gone wrong with I Amir mean, Verdi can't get in a side-blade pedal. Yeah, Dan Moriarty's not played. I'm uh, mm. a big fan of Dan Moriarty. Verdi struggled when he played for Somerset at Southport, but Moriarty, I would I, I like seeing a proper spinner. You know, Will Jacks, he's a part-time spinner in, in four-day cricket. He's batted well. He's he's more of a T20 player. He bowls off-spin darts, really. So it's nice to see Moriarty coming in. And I think Hartley... Is an under eight one in the Parkinson Hartley partnership, which is predominantly in the T20 Blast. It's great to see them playing to get in the championship. And I mean, my mate Will Williams is bowling superbly at the top, him and Bailey. And then Parkinson and Hartley coming on and cracking spin partnership.
1: Yeah. And he just going back to Surrey quickly, because I mean, we're a little bit pushed for time. <laughs> Surrey, you know, they've not only got the superstars, but they're developing their own youngsters as well. And that's fantastic to see, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean that there are an all around you know brilliant club I was talking about them last night actually just everything that they're doing they 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 are how to how to run a club you've got um so much good work going on in in diversity um you've got fantastic conference facilities where they're making lots of money you've got um just generally a, a fantastic squad, and and you've got a really big membership that is growing. Um, it's it's a brilliant club. You you can't fault them. Um, all right, they have lots of money, and that helps. And money earns money. But um, yeah, uh, fabulous, and and they deserve their win. So
1: yeah, well, thank God that bit of the show's over. Being a middle man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you weren't quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's go down to Canterbury. Let's go down to the down the A2, where Somerset got 202. Only Lewis Goldsworthy showed some grit there. He got 94. Ex-Somerset man Nathan Gilchrist, 6 for 61. Kent then got a whopping 492. Moye, 85. Kadri, 87. Zach Crawley, 79. Ollie Robinson in his last game before... Going to Durham, he got 52. Casey Aldridge got a six for Somerset, then capitulated to 139. Kent winning that game by an innings and 151 runs. Uh, Annie, the Somerset batting is fragile, it is fragile. It, it is,
0: I mean, it, I mean, Tom Abel has uh, had a fantastic season, he's had five centuries. he's um, but we we do tend to rely on him a little bit. Um, Tom Lambe's been in, you know, he's he's getting better and he's learning and he's he's staying there. He's he's been good. We've got a few good young players like you know you know obviously Goldsworthy is is uh, looking good and, and James Rue. and so we we have a, but but we're lo- we've lost Hildred. um Davis has just uh, not come to the party at all this season. Um, you know, so we, we've lost the older players. Uh, we've had some good signings with uh, overseas signings with Renshaw was good. Um, and uh, you know, we it, it has, but it has looked fragile. I mean, we we tend to do a, a collapse, don't we, Harry?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was, I mean, I was chatting to Craig Avery last night, and he actually said it was one of the worst he's seen his team bowl in years. Yeah, so it wasn't even just the bat. I mean, we Somerset love giving players first class best I mean. Hammond de la yeah, I never knew he could get 87. <laughs> Some of that just love. I mean, they bowled really poorly. I mean, Casey Oldridge, big shout out to him, um, you know, getting his first, first class five for getting six for, but it was six for 110. I mean, yeah, he bowled very well and he's not going to write home about, it, but most of the bowlers are going at four plus. I mean, the way Tom Lambie was just dismissed by Zach Crawley was almost embarrassing, bless him. I mean, Lambie's done well, bowling in swing, something different, but the first three balls, Crawley had a look and then he just went bang, bang, bang second over bang 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 and you look at the economy rates and they're all going well over three and over even Craig Overton went at three and a half and he was saying to me last night he said that was expensive for me you know and he was disappointed with how he bowled and you could tell it was after Lord Mayor's show Andy Mead come in and Ben Green come in but Jack Brooks as well because his man was away but it was you know, the other eight to play the week before done the job and Somerset hearts, I guess, just weren't in it. It didn't really no, mean No, it anything. didn't
0: matter. It was like Surrey, wasn't it? They neither, mm. neither of them had anything to play for, and it was a little bit um like that. And we've had injuries with Josh Davies not look great. Nah. But, yeah, no. Well, well just
3: that, like, I think up. I think that's what's worrying to me about Somerset is that it feels like the side the the person isn't massively different. The loss of JB Overton, I think, is underestimated yeah. and how important that is. And also, what we talked about earlier—the where are the runs coming from? Somerset used to be a nightmare after yeah. for the fifth wicket because they'd have Lewis Gregory, they'd have a couple of Overtons, and then R- R- van der Bloody Merver would come and break <laughs> carts at Surrey quite frequently. And that wasn't there no. this year. And the bowling attack, which has in the past looked really threatening when you got Gregory, Overton, Overton, Davy it hasn't well it's missing man yeah.
2: overton and it's just not fired well we've so-
0: strengthened it for next year with the uh, cola cadmore and uh, dick Dixon so um, yeah they're
2: big yeah. signings I think yeah. I mean, you talk about the lower order I mean Sajid Khan seems to have contributed more with the bat than he has with the ball the, the overseas spinner he yes yes I mean balls. why are we putting him yeah, right at
0: the, in the end of the batting line up yeah. sorry Dan you want to get
1: in there don't you
2: but he, he bats, bats 8 in Test cricket and he bats 10 yeah.
1: <laughs> Dan I was going to ask you I mean Kent have got a trinity of wicket keepers there with Billings Cox and Robinson has it raised eyebrows with you the Robinsons off to Durham
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, it really has because, you know, you're choosing to go firstly to somewhere extremely cold and extremely dry. So you don't <laughs> even, you actually have to play up there because it doesn't really rain a great deal, but it's about 10 degrees colder than anywhere else. But um, seriously, it's in the in the second division. And I, I don't know, I mean, I think if you'd been playing for Kent at the first half of the season, you had the toughest job in county cricket. They're bowlers, I don't think they had a bowler who averaged below 40. So you were in the field for long, long stretches. It's, it's really brilliant that Kent have got out of it, actually, because I thought they were the, one of the weakest sides in the division. They were definitely the going off, down,
0: weren't they? Weren't They're they? Really Absolutely.
3: I, thought they were, I thought they were a rabble who just couldn't take a wicket. Mm. And you've got to be able to take wickets to, to stay up normally. But they've turned it around. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised. I mean, there they could be all, any number of reasons. Bobby Robinson mm. wants to do that. He, he might have a, a much better deal at Durham um Durham might have sold him on the idea that they're going places and you know they've got they've got a handy core of players at Durham and Mm. when you've got a coaching setup that can inspire you and fire you up then you know I guess also what does happen at Durham is you don't spend five sessions in the field because as a rule people don't score 550 do they (laughs) Um, and it must be bloody dispiriting turning out for Kent as I said uh then but I just wonder what he's thinking now because um They've had a really fantastic end to the season. Their uh, bowlers have started to get it together, and um, and they, they, were, they were always able to bat. You know, they, were, they always had a, a halfway decent batting lineup, which which meant they could respond to the not ineptitude, but you know, the, the, the less than good bowling returns that they were getting. There was a point in the season when it was genuinely hilarious. I think after ten or eleven games there was nobody with more than 15 wickets and no one averaging below 40. And it was incredible to look at.
2: Yeah, well, they did. I mean, didn't they sort of
3: concede over 350 more times than anyone? Like, you know, Surrey scored over 300 in their first innings in every game until the the Lancashire game. And the contrast with
2: Kent was that they conceded 350, 400 plus every time. I think the lack of an overseas coming there. Matt Henry's done so well for them yeah. in recent years. And you look at, i two weeks ago, I said on comms multiple times, Somerset will be all right. Yorkshire will be all right. Warwickshire will be all right. I said Kent will go down across year They've got no overseas. And somehow fair play to them. The, the local lads managed to keep him up.
1: Yeah, no, fantastic for Kent who, you know, stayed up two white ball trophies in two years. Plus they won division three for what it's worth last year as well. So, you know, their they Their friends like a bit of a whinge on social media, but not all is bad, too bad down there in the Garden of England. Let's go up to Northampton and Essex got 263 and that was thanks to Ben Allison, 69, at number 10 there. I've got visions of sort of Malcolm Allison and Ben Allison coming out with a cigar and a fedora hat there at number 10. Uh, Northampton's then got 163. Allison in his fedora hat, got five. Essex will then bowled out for 110. Jack White, not him of the White Stripes fame, but him of the uh, Cumbrian lad at uh, Northamptonshire. I saw one of the best tweets going out there the other day about Jack White, which is to the tune of My Doorbell by the White Stripes. And it said, I'm listening to George Doebell, baby. When are you going to ring it? When are you going to ring it? <laughs> Uh, North Hansen capitulated, 163 all out. Simon Harmer, 6 for 49. Northamptonshire staying up. Dan Norcross, they've got a lot of draws. Is eight points for a draw too much, in your opinion?
3: No. Um, I, I, I love the draw, you see. And I, I, people talk about trying to create England cricketers. And we've been complaining too much about Pitches being designed for, for wins that will help out the, the dibbly-dobbly 70-mile-per-hour bowlers. If you want to get four-day cricket to last four days, you've got to have good pitches that difficult to bowl sides out on. And you need to incentivize a side to hang on for a draw. And um, you've got to make it difficult for bowlers to bowl people out. I know county cricket isn't just about preparing people for England. Absolutely not. It's about the success each county wants to get success in its own right. But there is a point at which you want the very best players to graduate to the, the higher level. And although it doesn't necessarily seem to be a trait that Brendan McCullum is particularly keen on, or Ben Stokes, for that matter, getting a draw or matches already lasting three days in the test arena, but there will come a time when, you know, they're playing on some flat decks in Australia and Pakistan and... You want people to dig in, and sometimes you won't be able to get a win, and I think it's perfectly fine. I think have actually, you've got to give them some serious props this year. It's the first time they've gone up and stayed up. They're a classic yo-yo club, and on paper, they don't have the strongest side, but they've got some brilliantly named players. You have got Ricardo Vashcon-Shilosh, who it's impossible to say without putting on a bad Sean Connery. They've got Emilio Gay, who is a, a proper player. Great fun to watch. What I've been surprised about is actually how their bowling attack has come together to win them some yeah. games and, and take wickets, which on paper I didn't think they really had. I thought that was going to be their their weak link. So, you know, really fair play to them. And I I, I love it when Northants have not just stayed up, they've comfortably stayed up. Yeah. And Yorkshire, who have got test ground, have gone down meekly and, and rather pathetically. And Makes I think me very happy
0: too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant
3: for the county championship. Yep. It's, it's what makes the tournament so good. You know, we can patronise these little counties. And Wanted Road is a is a shithole. Uh, but I think that makes it all the more magnificent, actually, yeah, and, and, that they've done
0: it.
1: And just shows how important Love it. Is. Oh, I love Wanted Road. I quite <laughs> love Wanted <it, yeah>. yeah. <laughs> Road. superb. The, you get a really good chicken there. It's, it's, that's it's true, actually. It's chicken, always chicken and potatoes, but it's, uh, oh, I love it. Harry, you see much Jack true.
2: White? Yeah, I'm glad you come to on Jack White. Well, it makes me laugh. The ECB scorecard as in damaged C White, I guess Cameron White's uh, trying to make it uh, as North Ant seems, uh, But <laughs> really like Tom Taylor. Really impressed with Tom Taylor and Jack White bowling at Lizard Williams was really poor. I mean, having commentated for four days on them two weeks ago, Lizard Williams was really poor. Tom Taylor bowled really well. I mean, James Sayles didn't even play, so he bowled one over in this ra- in this game, and James Sayles is you know, he, he's your bowling around round. Who's going about eight? But everyone knows what Sarneson could do. So to see White and Taylor really come through good this year, and Rob Keogh bowling more and more overs as a frontline spinner really this year is, you know, really good signs for for Northampton. Emilio Gay. I mean, I love watching him bowl medium pace. I was having a right chuckle at him bowling medium pace the other day. But he, <laughs> you know, he's got a lot of runs this year. And they've, you look down their batting, room and I kept saying for the Somerset game, anyone in the top seven could come in and get hundred. Safe Saeeb coming in at seven, scored that hundred against Surrey. So they've they've got dangerous players and who gets an awesome is that going to win now and i said well no because someone else could come and get these runs and tom taylor's you know got runs at the end and i think northland's one of those underrated sides and to finish mid-table in division one for a small club in inverted commas is you know is a really good effort and we've got to give them credit for it
1: yeah well next year they're going to have a uh, junior jumble as they call him james sales they're going to have. Oli's sale from Ollie's Somerset. Hill. they yeah. got more bloody sales than MFI, I tell you. <laughs> Annie, Essex. <laughs> um, they'll be disappointed in finishing fourth, do you
0: think? Yeah. Yeah, they, well, well, they will do. Uh, like like Somerset are disappointed to be celebrating um, getting not getting relegated. Uh, Essex and uh, Somerset have both been up there recently um, competing for the top spot. So, yeah. Um, both both of us have under underachieved this year, definitely. So yeah, um, Essex will be really disappointed. But you know, they didn't. They never had that heart heart in mouth moment at the end of the season like we did. So you
3: know, yeah. on, on Essex though, on Essex, I mean, yeah. I think the biggest worry for them is their batting. You know, they won county championships on the basis of a, a rampaging bowling lineup: Porter, Cook, yeah. Harmer. Uh, Aaron Beard. I mean, they, they, yeah, and they yeah. were superb, matchless at Chelmsford, incredibly difficult to beat. But they also had sticky batters. And, and when the pitch at Chelmsford could be quite capricious, they had guys, you know, Nick Brown, Ali Cook, Tom Wesley, um, and of course, Dan Lawrence coming at the fort Their batting hasn't fired this season. They've, they've been a bit out of form. And that's really what's. what's I mean, they'll be disappointed with fourth. They'll be disappointed with fourth because they're really, really good side. So I don't think they need to be worried. It's about getting some of their batters back in form next year. Sam Cook has been mm-hmm. not exactly a revelation because we knew that he was good, but he's right. just gone up a different yeah. notch. You know, I know Annie won't like to hear this, but in the hundred, he was a, <laughs> he, he was a, rev- I didn't think that he had those white ball skills in him. I really didn't. I, th- I thought that he was a bit porterish. Um he was a red was he ball good bowler. The was he? He he was very good, yeah. I mean he just has a lot of variety and his bowling has gone on to a different level. He he's mm-hmm. got way more deliveries up his sleeve than I thought he had. I thought he was sort of metronomic, um yeah. bit of natural variation. But he's more than that. And um we will have to face a post Anderson world at some point. <gasps> and I think he probably will be in the frame from twenty twenty four onwards if he keeps on going in this way.
2: Yeah, they were the the Sky Sports did a vodcast actually, and they had the list of players they're particularly looking at, and they showed Sam Cook's stats compared against Robinson Overton. I found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Looking, at, you know, he's in the picture. We've seen Beard, sort of. It was Cook, Porter, and Beard, wasn't it? Snater's come in, and Allison's coming a bit, but mm-hmm. that Essex attack. You, yeah, you do you do think of them as three or four or five of the guys just right-arm metronomic medium paces, but that they, they do well. They keep getting wickets, and I mean Simon Harmer's has had a decent season, but he's not fired as much mm-hmm. as he had a couple of years ago. The seamers have mm. contributed. But I think, like you say, I think Essex, that middle order, they've gone from Tender, and Bapara, I guess, a couple of years ago, that experience. And now Kushi, Critchley, Pepper. there's a little bit of an experience in the middle order, which is probably let them down a little bit too.
1: Mm. Right, well, let's round up the table. So Dan Norcross is Surrey on 250 points. Champions. Lancashire finished second, 225 points. Hants 224. Essex, 202. In a big gap down to Kent, one five eight; Northants, one five four; Somerset, one four nine; Warwickshire, staying up by the skin of their Birmingham teeth on one four one; Yorkshire, one three eight; and Dan Whiting's Gloucestershire on one one four. Right, let's go on to Division Two. My favourite part of the show coming up, and let's go a new road at Worcestershire where Middlesex still had a bit of work to do to get that promotion place. And Worcestershire got 225 all-out. Toby roland jones again in the wickets, four for 50. Middlesex then required, because the game at Glamorgan, or the game down at Hove where Glamorgan were playing, uh, was looking sort of as if it was nailed on for a draw. So Middlesex, providing that they got a draw and maximum batting points to go along with their maximum bowling points looked like they were going to get promoted and they got that uh they actually got 509 but they got that thanks to steven eskenazi 115 john simpson passed a thousand runs not bad for a number six he got 92 mark stoneman also passed a thousand runs dan john simpson are you a fan
3: oh massive fan i'll tell you that one of the selections in recent years that has driven me more mad than any other was Lords last year against New Zealand when England were missing I think Bairstow, Butler, folks all unavailable for various reasons IPL induced and, and injury and so they went to James Bracey who is a really promising cricketer I thought who could play for England in a few years time and they bunged him in the side as a number seven keeper didn't they? when right off the shelf waiting for them was arguably the best or second best gloveman in the country who plays at Middlesex, is as experienced as they come, knows his game inside out. The England selectors did relent and picked him in the one days when that that COVID side was uh, compromised and they had to bring in the third stream and he was brilliant behind the stumps. I think he's been one of the most consistent keeper batters in the country for years. It's his misfortune that England have been blessed with more exciting names. You know, either folks because of his fabulous hair and teeth and brilliant club work and really quite acceptable batting or Bairstow and Butler that make us all swoon. And no one really swoons over John Simpson, but they should do. And again, in, in the dreaded hundred, one of the funniest things I ever saw was him at Headingley last year pump Stephen Finn for 29 runs in five balls. You may wonder how he got there. There's a no ball and a wide thrown in Uh, he's a serious hitter when Middlesex have needed the pace to be upped he's just superb at that and it was really crucial he was part of that I was was watching that and and had Middlesex ended up with four bonus points in batting and Glamorgan had won and Middlesex had drawn I'm right in saying that Glamorgan would have gone up on more wins so it was actually essential that they got to 400 and in the time And having a player like John Simpson who just knows exactly what he's doing and will get you there because he he plays at a really good tempo and he's a a fabulous keeper. I mean, he's so unlucky not to have played test cricket for England, uh, but he's part of what will make Middlesex, I think, a genuine threat next year. Robson and Stoneman at top of the order, that's a proper opening pairing. Simo will still be around, Eskenazi, and their bowling is starting to come together. I mean, it's a shame that Roland Jones has lost a, a yard or two of pace, but that might come back. And if it does, then... It's a side that's not quite as strong as the one that won in 2016. But you, you, I think Middlesex fans can dream. In the right circumstances, on the right pitches, on the right day, there'll be yep. a match for anyone. Yep. And John
0: you? Simpson's been right at the heart of it.
3: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
2: He's a class, yeah. actually, John yep. Simpson.
1: I was, was going to come on to you, me. Annie. I mean, you know, it's it's the last day of term. We're all happy. We've all brought our games into school. <laughs> and he's got her to Topoli in in. Oh, to
0: Topoli. I remember that, yes.
1: Uh, Stephen Eskinazi. He's uh he's had a good season as well. Especially he's, not, he's not had a
0: bad season, has he? No, absolutely. He's he's been pretty important. And that um what 115 uh 208 balls, very very important innings again. So yeah, um he's been fabulous. Uh really really um strong this season.
1: Great yeah.
0: to have him there.
1: And Harry Mark Stoneman, mm. thousands runs. Uh he's he's been rejuvenated since leaving Surrey. Yeah. Um do you think he could still possibly do a job for England?
2: Yeah, Rocky Stoman, I I just feel like he's got that heart, that fight, that desire. He he was in that weird that period post Strauss, wasn't he, where Compton was tried. Post-trails. Robson was tried. There were what, <laughs> nine openers, poor Alistair Kirk just had someone different every other month. Like and he <laughs> yeah, he I feel like him, Compton, Robson, a few of them were probably hard done by. He, he did all right. He didn't do any worse. I haven't looked at the stats, but I don't think he did any worse than Alex Lees, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, maybe McCollum's sticking with Lees. and I He's a very good player. When he, when he gets going, he, he's got that grip from Durham. And I, I think the way he cuts off the back foot and just sort of throws his hand at it, in control still, I think he's a dangerous, dangerous opener. We still had him live to it. Quite well, an aggressive left-hander. You contrast him to Burns or Sibley, you think, you know, could he have... You know, in this baseball approach, I thought you would know, be quite a good opener. Yeah, I think he could have another chance, but I'm not Brendan McCullough. Well, to I, I, th- I think
3: actually his opening partner Sam Robson's also overlooked unfairly, yeah. and his season dropped off a little bit. But I saw him early on, um, against Knott's. and Knots had a proper bowling attack out that day. They had Broad, they had, I think they had Pattinson. I mean, it, it was it was serious, and he got a match-saving hundred. There was a bit of rain around and the Middlesex were up against it and his technique was impressive. He played the ball late. I think he shone more actually when the pitches were difficult than when the pitches actually flattened out a touch. But I think that could be, you know, what you want, as we said earlier, the County Championship is players who are good enough or nearly good enough to play for England but aren't getting selected. And if you've got Stoneman and Robson all season for 14 matches, that is a very, very handy Pairing to have at the top of the order, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, let's move on to Trent Bridge, and Nottinghamshire got six hundred and sixty-two for five. Seba Mead, hundred and fifteen. Matthew Montgomery, hundred and seventy-eight. Lyndon James, hundred and sixty-four. Steve Malini, he got one hundred and thirty-six. Durham, with drizzle and rain in their side, were hoping that it pissed down at this point. They got 207. Notts then batted again. Why? They got 121 for two before Durham capitulated for 114 all out, leaving Notts winners by the mere margin of 462 runs. Um, Harry, we've spoken about Notts all season. They finally went up as champs. Fully deserved
2: yeah, but I mean, it shows again. We talk about sorry, it shows the strength and depth. The fact that the hun the you expect to me to get hundred, to be honest with you. But Montgomery and Lyndon James coming in, you know, you expect Mulaney to have a whack when the platform's set, but they've had other contributions. You know, we know their top six the last few years have been unbelievable. I remember a few years ago when it was Brendan Taylor and Samit Patel were playing all three formats, and Dan Christian was playing the T Twenty, and you thought their top six was amazing. And uh, you know, you had Hales and Clark, but with no Hales, no Clark, the- Slater's. Decent opening bat and then Hamid of course. They're, they're they're not quite as strong as as they were, but they, you know they found a way. And you think that, I'm shocked that they played in Division Two. Really, that you know that on paper that a couple of seasons ago they're an absolute shocker. It was I think it was a surprise to everyone. But I mean, if you look at from a Durham point of view, and Liam Travaskis and George Trussell going for 173 of 34 O's and 107 of 23, and Trussell wasn't even meant to play, it came in last minute, but. We saw him at we saw him at Somerset last year. Played at Gloucester a bit. It's not ideal bowling off spin on a on a flat one again against the knots batting lineup. Is it?
3: No, and they were. They, and has anybody though? It was a, it's the least surprising championship. Yeah. That I think that there has ever been. I mean, yeah. I don't think any of you were predicting anything other than knots. They were playing in the wrong division without a shadow mm-hmm. of a doubt. And but one guy I think is worth mentioning a lot is uh, Ben Duckett. And it's also worth pointing out that there are rare occasions in which you can really shine in the second division and get picked up, picked back up by England. And uh, I think there's a problem for Notts next year, actually, in that he's now back in the England fold, not just in white ball. He He was brought in, wasn't he, when Bairstow broke his leg into the test squad for the last test match. So... He's looking like next cab off the rank. So they who knows, his performances for England might also get him an IPL contract, which would then eat into the start of the season. So they'll be I think they'll find the, the step up next year at the first division a bit more difficult than they would have done if they were playing in the first division this year, perversely. Yeah,
0: it'd be interesting to see like how Hamid gets on as well, um, batting in the first division again. Um mm. he's he's had a, a good season, which has been really nice to see.
1: Yeah. Durham would dock 10 points as well for
2: yeah, Nick for Madison. Oh,
1: harsh, that's harsh. Yeah, CB like to dock Durham points, don't they, Annie? Yeah.
0: They, they really do seem to, don't they? They're, <laughs> they're, they're, there is a little bit of inconsistency here. I, who who makes these decisions? It's very, very bizarre. But, yeah, it,
3: 10 it for is. a bat. Mm. But also... Don't do it. I mean, mm. you don't get any kind of advantage. I, I totally agree no. that the punishment does not fit the yeah. crime. But, you know, it's a little bit like man cadding, just don't do it. No. And then these things won't be a problem, will but they? It,
0: but it had passed before, hadn't it? I think that's what I'd heard at the back.
2: Oh, had it? Yeah. Oh, in it that, passed in that case, it's, that's just outrageous. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was outrageously harsh. <laughs> yeah. give you. I, I, I can really imagine, I, I
1: felt like, you know when you go to the post office and you've got an oversized parcel on <laughs> the bat? Ram it
2: through.
0: Ram it through.
3: Yeah. Do they have a bat caliper? Do the umpires come out with it like they have for the
2: ball? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. yeah. We have it in club yeah. cricket. We yeah. we I, I played a club cricket game in March, and um, the overseas lad, Afghanistan, test player for Bobby Tracy, and he hit, he, hit the, he hit a boundary, and the ump said, oh, that went too far to the boundary or something, and got to check his bat. Checked no. his bat, didn't go through, he made him change his bat. in club cricket yeah proper uh, you know every change room has to have this caliper thing we have to have our bats Mm -hmm. checked and our number 11 has a massive sleeper piece of wood and he tried all season to get away with his big bat but (laughs) can I just ask can I just ask you one question you guys because I haven't seen much
3: of Nott's apart from uh, Lords against Middlesex and obviously we're talking about spinners the dearth of spinners Noama Verdi Dan Moriarty only playing the one game Liam Patterson White Mm. I saw a bit of him but is he, am I right in saying that he's he's the leading English qualified wicket-taking spinner in the country? I think I saw that graphic pop up on Twitter. I wondered if you guys had seen much of him and if, if there's excitement to
2: be had. Yeah, I think he's a good player. I think, I think it was Craig Oton I was chatting to last night saying Pakistan series is, you know, who do you go? You you go Leach? Yes. Do you go best? Do you go Parkinson? And I think Patson White's got to come into it because... He he can bat. He scored he scored first mm-hmm. class hundred. He uh, he's a good young cricketer, and he, that left arm's like different. Yes, Jack Leach the left arm, but I I've been really impressed with him. He he played ahead of Matt Carter at Taunton. I was commentating, last year. It was last year, or a couple of years ago, um, and that was a surprise at the time. He sort of came from nowhere. Matt Carter was doing well, and now Carter's sort of gone down the beck and order. And Patterson White is you know he, he's usually go to spinner, and it with well, the three the three seamers can then rely on him to hold up one end. Well, Patterson Fletcher. Broad can sort of rotate the other end, and, and Jake Ball you was know, playing. And I, I think he's a. I think he's a really exciting talent. He certainly
0: got a few wickets, hasn't
1: he? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're uh, not fully deserved that. Why they batted third though and got an yeah. run, twenty runs, having a lead of four six? That was bizarre.
2: It's and then declare when they're on forty eight, and um, don't let them get their fifties either. <laughs> yeah.
0: Forty eight and forty nine. It's like.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought at the time. I thought at the time that it was like. sort of cunning ruse to ensure that they didn't get any overrate penalties but it can't be that because I thought they were just going to bat out the game and make sure the championship by not having to bowl and then you know get into trouble and be Dr. Point or two but it clearly wasn't that it was just weird (laughs) 121 or oh. 30s. It wasn't even that quick scoring. No. I know, <laughs> it's just odd. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe there was a horse race on that. Nine of the team wanted to watch or something.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> won't put
2: it back, that last yeah, round of the season. <laughs> field.
1: well. It's all change at Durham, isn't it? Because James Franklin's going, and they're recruiting. Ollie Robinson's come in, as we mentioned earlier. Sean Dixon's on his way out to Somerset. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Let's go down to Hove, where Glamorgan was still in with a sniff. At the championship. And they started well. They got 533 for nine. Shubman Gill 119. Chris Cook 141. Sussex then responded 258. Only Tom Haynes there with 108. Showing any fight. They followed on. But they put on 328 for the opening stand. Adior 198. Uh, Tom Haynes 177. Daniel Ibrahim 100. There was five wickets there for... Andrew Salter but Glamorgan were ruining that last session at Lords two weeks ago against Middlesex which you know in effect ruined their season and Dan it's, it's amazing isn't it how one session can define your season
3: yeah I mean it happened with Hampshire when they bowled out 57 by Kent actually it was a similar kind of thing I mean, and it's a it's a, a long game is uh, the county championship but it's a little bit like that maximum about bankruptcy you know you're not bankrupt and then suddenly you are. <laughs> so it takes a very long time to get bankrupt. It takes a very long time to mess up your county championship aspirations and then suddenly you do it. Uh, but I think Glamorgan fans and Glamorgan players will look back on this season with a lot of positivity, actually. yeah, um, be. I don't think that they would necessarily have thought they'd have challenged quite so hard and quite so far because you, when you looked at that second division, you thought, not are definitely going to win it. So everyone's scrambling for second place, and Middlesex are a strong side. Um, so, yeah, really, I mean
0: the two that you expected to go up, up they up, were, going up, yeah, they
3: were, and they and they batted really well actually the whole, from pretty much the whole of the season. The mm. which is why it's sort of sad for them that it all came down to a session when things imploded. But um, I also want to take a look at, at Sussex because. They have been in turmoil. I mean, they yeah. are putting out basically children who smell of milk. They've only just yeah, come exactly. off the wetness. I'll tell um, you
0: what, Orr, ah, is ah, a really, Orr is a really interesting player. And it, it's isn't he? Yeah. he? And he looked amazing. When that he double
2: hundred it at Somerset. At
0: Somerset. That, yeah. was, that, that was carnage, wasn't it? Absolute Something else. Carnage. One of
2: the best innings I've, I can remember seeing. It was. Yeah. It, it didn't give a chance. He just smoked it over extra yeah. cover. But, I mean, I was um, looking at... Um, Lizzie Hammond put out a team of the year and Tom Hayes was in it, batting at three. And I thought, oh, interesting. But then I suppose when you get hundreds in the last two games of the year, it helps. You're fresh in everyone's mind and mm. off you boost you up. But I mean, yeah, Ali Orbin run out 198. I oh, know. <laughs> I know. It's been run, run out as well. But yeah, you know, look, I think the other thing
3: that is problematic with Sussex is they play on a pitch that is a nightmare to bowl on. And so unless you've got good young fast bowlers and a little bit of experience that can meld it all together you're in trouble now Stephen Finn was supposed to be their experience and bless him, yeah. he's had injury problems for a lot of the summer so that you take out that kind of wise old head and then you're putting in guys but barely even professionals you know they've got academy players out there and they're playing up against proper hardened professionals against Glamorgan you know that's a there's a side with a lot of experience in it and they've been horribly exposed this summer. They've lost their head coach, haven't they? Um, yeah. Salisbury's gone. Salisbury's in... gone. But, uh,
0: do we know any the reasons behind that? That's all...
3: not. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Um. And th- th- there's upheaval there, isn't there? Yeah. There's and They've upheaval, lost so, so many
0: players, haven't they?
3: They have. I mean, if it, the, their batting is is the the shining light, really. Mm. And and it's players like Haynes and, and Ali Orr, and then the signing of of Pujara. Yeah, yeah, they had Rizwan well, for a really? while. I mean, it was a revolving door of stars. Yeah. yeah, absolutely awesome. But they've got to they've got to take well. wickets. Yeah. They've got you've got, mm. you've got to get wickets. And you looked at that bowling attack. I'd, I'm sure they'll come good
2: eventually. But they're so young. Yeah, you're not going to win games of championship cricket. They just like, what they needed is they years. just needed they needed Michael Hogan keeping didn't they in his short sleeves this time last year that ridiculous <laughs> game at the Oval eight bowlers Glamorgan used I love looking at wacky scorecards Johnny Tatsall bowled last week no, I brilliant. Sam North East bowling Chris Cook That's bowling <laughs> that brings me
1: on nicely because I was going to ask Annie there's a lovely tweet out there from Michael Hogan with uh, one, set of pad, one set of pads barely used yes and, uh, I think we're going to see the man who swapped New South Wales for South Wales Michael Hogan I think that's going to be his last game. And he's like the Steve Patterson, the Welsh Steve Patterson, isn't he? And he's become a uh, a legend, even though he's Australian. He's loved in South Wales and he's, he's been a good servant for Glamorgan, hasn't he, Annie?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: But I think he's made it through his entire first-class career without being out LBW. I that agree. is amazing, isn't it? I mean, the bloke is 65 or something um, and, he, and he looks even older. It's because he to uh, away to square legs definitely he definitely does not get in line clearly. But <laughs> but it's amazing to get through an entire career without being LW. That's what I loved about that tweet. That's He's, you know, unused, yeah. and
1: well, unused, unused. <laughs> let's wrap up down at Leicester and Leicester. Sure, We've got two four nine. Sam Connors. We talk about him regularly. We like him. He's quick. He got Pfeiffer. The opticians, Darlin Aitchison, they got four between them. Derbyshire then uh, got five hundred and sixty-eight for nine, Lewis Reese, hundred and sixteen, Billy Godelman 158, Wayne Madsen, 92. I'll come on to him in a minute. There's five there for Rian Ahmed. Leicestershire responded with 405 for seven. Rian Ahmed again, 122 before the game ran out of time. Um Annie, Wayne Madsen, what servant he has been for Derbyshire.
0: Yeah, I mean, in in all formats, he's just been great. He's um, been absolutely, as as the old cliche, leading from the front. I mean, what a brilliant, brilliant player. I hope he gets another couple of years and keeps going because he's been so important to the club. Absolutely brilliant and um, has had a fantastic season. Really, really good.
1: Yeah. And then, uh Ray and Ahmed?
3: Oh, well, you just, you just <laughs> get rid of somebody's a leggy. You get stupidly excited. Mm. And then when he's a leggy, you can bat. A bit like we did with with young Adil Rashid, we start to sort of project all sorts of possibilities onto him. England obviously seen it as well, because they've had him in and around England squads, not not with a view to picking him, but so he gets the, the idea and the feel of what's involved in international cricket. So they obviously see a really high ceiling for him. Um, and playing in a team that is getting pumped every week and still performing is quite an achievement. I mean, it helps that you're young, I think. You don't, you don't want to be a gnarled 32-year-old professional playing for Leicestershire because it really will hasten your retirement. But if you're young, you get the opportunities. I mean, that's the other thing. Um, it's one of the things that's often like not appreciated about so-called lesser counties or counties like, like Leicestershire who are struggling is that it gives opportunities to young spinners. You Rayan Ahmed would not have got a bowl for Surrey this year, uh, as as was witnessed by the fact that, you know, Amaverdi didn't, and Dan Moriarty only played the one game. So one of the great things that having 18 counties does is allow the opportunity to test out young talent up against properly decent players and see how they get on. And he's acquitted himself terrifically well. But I don't know what Leicester should do, to be honest with you, in, in the wider scheme of things. They look like they're they're going nowhere. Um, Sussex at least will point to their youth policy and see players coming to fruition and, and sort of say, well, they've, they've earned some scars this year. I don't know what positives a Leicestershire fan can really take. <laughs> it's, they're, they're not really there, are they?
1: Yeah, they've had a reasonable white ball season. They were going well in the T20 before getting deducted points. They qualified from the Royal London Cup. But in Red Bull cricket, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think they've had a, uh, a Western. They've had the Supermare. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's been a been a grim year. Harry, um, touching on Dan's point there about Amiverdi not coming through yet, people like Rian Ahmed get go at Leicestershire, how important is it to have 18 counties so mm-hmm. we can bring through that young talent?
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, as we say, might he not? Might not have got a gig elsewhere? And, and I think Rian Armand will will be the next Adel Rashid. I think he's a he's a perfect fit to come in there. But he, he, it, it's a funny one—the East Midlands. You have got so many counties sort of near each other: mm-hmm. not Leicestershire, Derbyshire, Northants. They're all not that far away down that sort of M1 corridor, and. <laughs> It sounds like all, all this talk, of, that's probably going to be targeted. You know, yeah. you, you feel like they're going to cut one or two of them is going to get, go, which is sad and depressing. But, I mean, Sean Jarvis has done a wonderful job. I worked with him at Huddersfield Town when I was yeah. working there. And he's done a wonderful oh, yeah. job in the commercial department, bigging up, getting people in, targeting the Asian community around Leicester and getting, you know, young kids into the game. And, you, you know, you, all the creators are playing Leicester don't want to lose that, that opportunity to go and watch... Top level cricket, and you know, I went and watched Western These A against England Lions there a couple of years ago, and it it's, it's a lovely feel of, of, of a cricket ground where people love the game.
3: Yeah. I, yeah, and I I should entirely agree with you there, Harry. I think Sean Jarvis is a fantastic, he's been CEO,
1: yep.
3: He really he really has. I just I, d- I don't know what he can do more yeah. than he's doing. Yeah. But yeah. But also, Dan, you're absolutely right. I mean, they they should have qualified for Finals Day. Uh, well, finals. They should have qualified for the quarterfinals and then played against Surrey. And then Surrey might have beaten them rather than <laughs> lose to bloody Yorkshire in that. Or might <laughs> <allows>. have <laughs> Yeah, don't please, Jesus. That was the day Boris Johnson resigned. It was supposed to be a happy day for me, and it and it turned out. And not look
0: at what's be. happened now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, yeah, I know. Let's not go down that. I, I, I know I started it. I invaded Poland, but um, but yeah. No, I think what what they're doing in the community and what they're doing mm. as a club is great. But again, exactly what Harry said, I think they struggle because really good young players, at the moment they have a couple of good performances for Leicestershire. We know the well-trodden path up the road to Trent Bridge, if they Mm -hmm. can get in there. And now they'll also have down the road to Northampton because Northampton are starting to cement Mm -hmm. themselves in the first division. So it just makes it doubly difficult for Leicestershire Mm -hmm. to hold on to their players.
1: Yeah. Well, all that's left is for me to round up the table. And it's Nottinghamshire who were getting the beers in at Ye Olde Trip to Jerusalem, the oldest pub in England, just under Nottingham Castle. They finished top of the table 241 points. Middlesex 225, Glamorgan 216, Worcestershire 194, Derbyshire 185, Durham 174. Then a big, big gap down to Sussex at 128. And Leicestershire unfortunately finished on 93. And that... Is that for the
3: season?
1: Oh. And what a I season I hate it's it been. when you
3: say that. Yeah. Oh. Mm. God, how depressing. Winter well, isn't it? No.
0: And it's, well, you uh, know my
3: theory, don't you? I told you, I'm sure you know my theory, that the way to get through the off-season is to break each month down into a year of the Second World War. Because the Second <laughs> World War was almost exactly six years long. <laughs> and the off-season is exactly six months long.
0: Do so I have to go ba- in the trenches?
3: <laughs> no 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 you, you you don't have to do you don't have to do anything but okay. d- what what it will help you with is that eleven days of the second world war passes every day in our timeline okay. so uh, at the time of recording, we're about half eleven, so what this means is this is now about the sixth of september nineteen thirty nine The Nazis are in full flow in Poland. we are being rather complacent about it. Because we think, well, it's not going to get to us. Uh, a few kids have been you know, redirected to Shropshire. But broadly speaking, we're still not un- under rationing. Then the clocks will go back. When the clocks go back, that's when Dunkirk happens. And then we realise that we're in for the long haul. And it is unbelievably shit. Fans of cricket, I, I stand in solidarity with you. What we've got to do is shoulder to the wheel, head down, get netflix on get disney plus on if you haven't watched only murders in the building do so instantly Uh, severance is fantastic probably take up <laughs> arabic learn a new language
0: you know what i feel like i've uh, uh, gone into some strange tunnel of uh, your brain <laughs> Dan across I, I i do worry a little now can we
2: write this can you write a book about how to get through the winter for any cricket yeah. exam, I've done please well I'll, I'll tell you what i will i will post when you um
3: when you send out this podcast i will post the article that is on the surrey website that i wrote exactly about this is about three thousand words cut out and keep guide to how, to how to survive? Oh,
2: great! The off season, and it's I all laid it. out for you. I've oh, sure, already. But we've had what? <laughs> we've had what? One day, and I'm losing the plot already. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll I'll I went typing my mum yesterday. I was that desperate <laughs> Well, as
1: London as Londoners, Dan, let's get through the Blitz of January, and then we'll be all right, mate.
3: Yeah, well, I think actually the Blitz in our timeline happens a little bit early It happens right at the beginning of November, and, and it times perfectly with Guy Fawkes Night. Um, so the, when, when things go bang all over the city, that's basically the Luftwaffe. Um, and it's uh, because Guy Fawkes and Diwali happen at the same time. That's the 90 days of blitz we have to put up with. But um, yeah. we'll get through it. I'm off to Australia, which will help me a little bit. Mm. Um, so, but I don't know, I arrived back on the, on like 16th of November. So I'll be jolted straight into, I think we all agree, don't we? The worst. Of the year. What does yeah. November give to anyone? I totally agree with you. Nothing. Yeah. Well, it's it's getting, awful. it's dark, but it's getting darker. It's cold, but it's getting colder. And yeah. we're miles away still yeah. from the, from the cricket Thanks season. Thanks for that so.
0: yeah. And that concludes, uh, our final County Cricket Natters. Um, and I just want to thank, uh, Dan Whiting, thank you Dan for all of your hard work this um, year.
1: Thank you Annie, it's been a pleasure and it's been a wonderful season and long may the 18 counties continue. Mm, Absolutely and Harry
0: thank you you for stepping up in the last couple of uh, rounds, it's been great to have you with us.
2: Yeah, not didn't feel like stepping up this morning, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure true.
0: you did. And thank you very much uh, uh, to Dan Norcross for doing the first one of this, and and then the last. Just oh, you peck-handed. wanted to come on, you didn't, didn't you, you? Just to say about um, how how right you were. Uh, I, oh, I did, sorry, yeah.
3: I was hoping I was hoping you were going to find the clip yeah. and uh, and just release it because <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very, very rarely write about these things. So when I am, I intend to crow about it from okay. the rooftop. So thank you. Well, you crowed about it, okay? I did.
1: Definitely crowed about it. As boy would say, you're a physic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and let's hope next season is wonderful and let's uh, let's just hope we continue to have um as dan says 18 counties and continue to have a, a sensible amount of championship matches um that keep the wonderful wonderful championship going thank you all
1: Here we, we got some beautiful chats we got some beautiful stats and we won't stop talking We won't give it a rest And as a matter of fact It's time to get it off
0: our chests Cricket, it cricket, it cricket, 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 it cricket, 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 it Social it Network. it break it it